0: Hey everybody, it's Jimmy. Welcome or welcome back to the First Christian Church Sermon Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a second to subscribe to our YouTube channel and to visit hub.firstchristian.com where you can keep up with everything good that's going on here at FCC. Listen, here at First Christian, we believe that Jesus is for all people and yes, that absolutely includes you. So I want you to know we've been praying that this message will inspire you to take your next step in your faith journey. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Well, hey, good morning, and thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today. And let me just say right off the bat, Happy New Year. I'm so excited for the beginning of a new year, the, the start of a new chapter. I love this time of year because it just means we kind of get a clean slate, and I can't wait to see what God has in store for our church and for each of our lives this year. I get so excited about new things. I love to buy new things. I love to get new things. I love the new car scent you get when you drive it off the lot for the very first time. New is just so exciting to me. I know that's not true for everybody. Some of you would prefer old and familiar and comfortable to new and unknown all day long, right? You do not like change because it means letting go of old things and embracing new things. And there's some pain that comes with that. Uh, I think about when I met my wife and and we decided to get married. I had to change some things about myself. Uh, One specific area is I was a workaholic. I'd work long hours and I'd bring work home and I'd work into the evening and late into the night and When we got married, I had to knock that off. I had to change because that was not going to work out well for our marriage. But because I love her and our relationship matters to me, the change was important. It meant letting go of the way I did some things and doing some things differently, but that was something I prioritized. Now, we all want to change because we all want to grow and and growth necessitates change. Even if our reasons are selfish, like you want to make wiser decisions so you have less regret in the future, in some way, we all want to grow grow, and so we're going to have to change. There's this old leadership adage that says growth equals change equals loss equals pain, and the idea is if we're going to grow, there's going to be some pain connected to that. It's going to require us to let go of some things and to move forward, and you can't grow without that. Change isn't easy, but it is possible. And God has a plan and purpose for every single one of our lives. And he wants you to realize that purpose in your life. But the thing is, you'll never reach your destiny if you can't get past your history. So as we're starting into a new year, what we want to do is honor the past, but learn from it and look forward to what God has in store for the future. So as we start a new year, I want to challenge you to put off your old self so you can put on your new self. That's not a profound statement or it's not a new idea, but it is something that's firmly rooted in scripture. And it's this idea, if I could summarize it, that God makes all things new. Like I think of Isaiah 43, where God says, see, I'm about to do a new thing. That's what I believe he wants to do in each of our lives and in our church this year. And that's what he desires for us. Paul kind of laid this out in Ephesians chapter four. And these are the verses I just want to break down for a couple minutes this morning, where he says, you were taught with regard to your former way of, life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So if you break that down, we see three steps we can take to grow through positive change. The very first step toward change that we see in these verses is right in verse 22, to put off the old self. The idea is you can't keep doing the same things, but expecting different results. And if there's an area of your life where you need to see growth or you need to see improvement, it's going to require some change. You have to change habits or you have to change your actions or your attitude. Rather than just hoping for change, what you really need is you need to have a plan. So let me challenge you to define what you want to see happen in your life this year. Define what you want to accomplish or define a weakness that you need to to work on to strengthen in your life The truth is you can't defeat what you don't define And so you need to call those things out and have a plan for how you're going to grow in each area of your life Paul tells us in this verse that our lives are corrupted by our deceitful desires We have to admit there are areas of our lives We need to turn over to god and allow the holy spirit to transform us and to make us more like jesus The second thing that Paul tells us to do in these verses is to change the attitude of our minds. We see that in verse 23. I know we've all been there where you're like weeks or months into the year and you've made goals and set resolutions and all these things and they're not happening so you just kind of set them aside. And that attitude needs to change if we're gonna see growth in these areas of our lives. What we really need is God's help to plot a new course forward. We need his help to stay committed. So just like Paul says in verse 23, we need to submit our attitudes to God and allow him to help us navigate navigate the way forward to plot a new course. Listen, you can't control your circumstances. And a lot of the things that are going to happen to you throughout the course of this year are well outside of your power or your ability to control. But you can control your response. And so let me challenge you to try to make this your perspective this year as you try to have a healthy response to the things that are going to come your way. It's just to view your circumstances this way. I believe, regardless of what I face, that Jesus is with me and he can bring good from it. As we've said many times, changing your perspective changes your experience. So if you can change your perspective of the things that happen to you, you will find that your response will be much healthier and that God will be able to help you grow through your circumstances. That's how you change the attitude of your mind. The third thing that Paul tells us in these verses is in verse 24 when he says you need to put on the new self. So you've taken off the old self, you've allowed God to begin to change and transform your attitude. Now you need to put on the new self. When you look back at this last year, there may be some things that you'll have regrets about, but you need to know that your past doesn't disqualify you. Actually, it prepares you for what God wants to do in your life as you move into a new year. Paul makes this point over and over and over in his his writing that we need to be made new we never come to the point where we've arrived God's begun something in our lives but Paul says God will continue that work until the day of Christ Jesus so until the day that you breathe your last breath or until the day that Jesus takes you home God is going to continue to work in your life and we can be confident of that I want you to know that change doesn't happen because you do things for God, but it happens when you walk with Him. And so let me challenge you this year to develop habits and rhythms in your life that are going to lead you into a deeper connection with Him. That's spending time in His Word. That's spending time praying. That's being an active part of the church. That's living generously. It's pouring into people and allowing them to pour into you. And as you do that, as you take those small steps toward Jesus, you will see that you will grow and that new self will begin to be a part Of your look. Now, that might seem impossible, that kind of change. Maybe you've tried to change in that way in the past and you feel like it, it didn't work. But let me remind you of something else that Paul said a little earlier in the book of Ephesians in chapter 3, verses 20 and 21. He wrote, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power that's at work within us to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. There are two key words in those verses. The first one is that God is able. He has the power to do what you and I don't have the power to do. And certainly when it comes to change in our lives, we don't have the power to change everything, but man, God can transform us. And He is able to do, Paul says, immeasurably more. So think of your greatest dreams for your life, or think of if you could take some area of your life and you could grow, or you could change something, man, God can do so much more than what you or I could dream or imagine. And we can be confident of the fact that he is willing and ready and able to do that work in our lives. He can take what is broken and make it whole. He can take what's bad and make it good. He can take what's old and make it new. So here's my challenge for you as you are wrapping up one year and looking at the start of another new year Again, I want you to define what you're going to ask God to do in your life this year And maybe that looks like defining your life's mission or purpose for this year What goals do you want to set? Where do you want to see growth in your life? Where do you need God to do a new thing in you? Let me tell you where God is making me new right now. And this is pretty transparent, but here are a few things that I'm asking God to continue to do in me. The first thing is, He's teaching me to make him the priority. It's it's pretty easy for me to get distracted or consumed by other things. And God is reminding me that even good things that take his place in my life or in my heart become bad things. Heard it said this way once that a good thing that becomes an ultimate thing is ultimately a bad thing. So God is teaching me to make him the priority in my life. And maybe he needs to teach you that as well. God's also teaching me to invest in my family in more important ways. They need more of my time. They need more of my attention. They need more of my focus. They need me to be present with them and to invest in them in more meaningful ways. And so he's he's teaching me that lesson right now. God's teaching me to love the church and the church is a bride of Christ and, and God is teaching me to defend the church and stand up for the church just like I would defend or stand up for my wife. We all know sometimes doing things, you know, that should be easy aren't and sometimes loving the church can be a difficult thing. Maybe you felt that too. Man, man, God's teaching me to love the church more than I ever have. And he's reminding me of the importance of my mission in life to reach people with the gospel. I have these verses that are kind of like my personal mission. It comes from Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. It says, I want their hearts to be encouraged and joined together in love so that they may have all the riches of a shared understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. So he's reminding me to share the hope of Jesus more often with more people. Those are some areas he's working on me. What's God prompting you to do in your life? Where is he telling you he wants to work this year? Where do you need to grow? Or what steps do you need to take to move forward? What do you need to do to allow Jesus to work on you in a new way or a different way? Who do you need to reach? Let me challenge you to begin this year by praying this prayer. God, please show me your will for my life this year. Let me even challenge you to pray that prayer every day. God, show me your will for my life this year and just see what he does. See how he shows up and when he shows up and he will and tell people. Paul says in Ephesians 3 that God should get the glory in the church. He should get the glory because of Jesus and he should absolutely get the glory in your life and my life now and forever. So maybe you wonder why I'm standing here in this spot downtown and it's a little cold today. I'm shivering a little bit, Uh, but I'm standing here because this is actually the place where it all began for our church. Just over my shoulder here is a post office, but this was one of the places of one of our original church buildings like a hundred years ago and and even more than, you know, a hundred years ago. Uh, and, And this is such an important place because this is where God began to do some things in our church that have made an impact in our city for years and years. As we're looking at launching a second campus this year, the Hope Center over in Myers Lake, I'm just reminded of this and of the people who were here so many years ago but who were just faithful to follow Jesus in obedience and just little steps every day. And now a hundred years later, here we are and God is continuing to work. Let that be a reminder to you that little steps of obedience will create ripples that will continue on long into the future and someday, years and years from now, somebody's going to be thankful that you were faithful, that you listen to God's leading, that you f- followed his prompting in your life and that you chose to let him work in you to do something new. So again, define what that needs to look like this year. Watch what he does. Remember that God makes all things new and he can and absolutely will do that in your life. So my prayer for you this year is exactly what I said a few minutes ago, that God will encourage you, that he'll join you together with other Christians, your brothers and sisters in the church in love, that God will show you the area he wants to work in your life, that he'll help you grow and change so that you can accomplish even more good and he'll get the glory for it. That's that's what I'm praying for. That's what I believe he's going to do this year. And because of Jesus and because of his faithfulness to complete what he started, I believe that this is more true than ever, that the best is and always will be yet to come. Guys, happy new year. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. Before you go, I want to take a minute to thank everyone who subscribes, rates and reviews, and shares this podcast. You're helping us get the good news that Jesus is for all people to even more people who need that hope. I also want to personally invite you to try Church at FCC if you aren't already connected to another church. We have services each weekend at 9 and 11 a.m. on campus and online at firstchristian.live. It's okay if you're not a church person. First Christian is a place where you can explore faith and figure it out with no pressure from us. You're welcome here either way, and we just want to help you find hope, experience community, and live with purpose along the way. So don't forget to visit hub.firstchristian.com to begin to find your next step and we'll see you again soon.